You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. After about one month, we're back. He is Dr. Mitchell Roslin. I am Greg Sussman. And this is Doc Jock. Mitch, what's going on, man? Well, uh, the NFL is upon us. It's back, baby. The, the football season has start, started. One of the great U.S. Open finals last night. It Very was, much that, so. That was, that was absolutely fantastic. You know, I am a, a tennis fan. and Connoisseur. We can, we, can, we can continue the Nadal, Federer, Djokovic conversation. Unbelievable. I have some more ammunition for you <laughs> on that and who's the greatest of all time. Yep, but, yep, yep, yep. but I think that, you know, with two Monday night games to start, the New York football giants, right where we thought they'd be. Terrible. Only Miami Dolphins seem to be, you know, well, a few, few other teams. But actually, I think that's actually an interesting place to start okay. um, in that in week one of the NFL season, it's really, really obvious how certain things have already stratified. And, you know, I guess it's a long season and maybe – We'll, we'll be fools, you know, going back to when we started doing the show a year ago, we were talking about have the Patriots finally hit the skid in the road. Sure. And both of us were, I, I being more concerned than a lot more concerned than you. And then they were sitting there holding the Super Bowl title mm-hmm. after I think they lost the, the Detroit game. But it, it seems that some of the divisions have stratified and it's week one. Like, like New England virtually has a bye. The Jets and Buffalo you know, we'll fight it out for being the week two and three, and Miami's going to be four. In the NFC East, you can tell that Dallas and Philadelphia are by far the class of, of that division. I, I think that actually, you know, you know, people, they like Jerry Jones as a personality, but they always want to put him down as a general manager that I think Dallas's personnel has been under-assessed. Um, I think that Detroit is... Is, is awful, and Matt Patria will be looking for a job. I think that, you know, the Saints may have gone up in value by not playing yesterday with Atlanta, Tampa Bay, you know, not being very, very impressive. Um, and then, you, you know, you have Kansas City being – Kansas City and the Chargers, certainly Denver and Oakland um, battling. I think Oakland gets their door, doors blown off, a strange thing. Um, AFC, you know, you know the Pittsburgh Steeler division difficult to predict as well as the Houston, you know, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Tennessee division difficult. You know, the NFL is finally upon us, and it changes on a week to week basis. We know that. We know how the storylines and the the drama and the thought of every team can change. But I think what was interesting was how many people were putting their foot down with their statements of what they believe. There's certain things we learned yesterday. The Dolphins are the worst team I've ever seen. That's a lock. That's for sure. The Giants are inept, especially their defense. Their coach gave their best player, who they bubble-wrapped for two months, 11, 11 carries. Yeah. Inept. Well, I, no I, doubt. I said, you know, Shermer is a nice guy. Yeah. But as far as coaches go, you, you know, his high-end – is a B, and he's usually C minus. So I mean, he was like, you know, he's going to represent the franchise well, but he is certainly not going to innovate, or you know, he's a career coacher. You know, Steve Pelitti had a fantastic column today uh, on NJ.com where he talked about how Gettleman in New York, all he wanted to do was change the culture, and Pelitti's like, yeah, culture changed after the loss. Everyone's like, hey. We'll get them next time. There was there was no pouting. There was no uh, there was no banging on the fa- the field goal net. Right, like it was great, but there's no there's no talent on the defensive side either. Okay, okay. I'm going to say something for a New Yorker, which is absolutely amazing. I find Gettleman more offensive than Isaiah Thomas, Phil Jackson, and everybody else that's been an inept general manager in this town. That's, a, that's saying a lot. Okay, and the reason is. Is, is that he is so arrogant with nothing on his resume. 
It's like he goes, ha, 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 are you guys questioning me? I've been to six Super Bowls. Okay, you know, that's like me saying that I was like an extra in the Titanic and won an Oscar for the best picture. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's absolutely absurd. Yes, we are questioning you. Yes, we are. There is nothing that you've done that has made us not question you. Okay, the only strong argument you can make for the Giants defense is that they had nine new players there and it will take some time. Okay, but it doesn't look like they have nine fast players. It doesn't look like they have nine athletic players. You know, Indianapolis started very slow last year, if I if I remember correctly. Um, Nothing they do makes sense. Everybody else tries to get their young quarterback on the field. The Giants say, well, we want to play Manning for three years. It is, he is absolutely deplorable. Maybe he has a scout's eye. I mean, Will Hernandez looks like, at least from the outside, was a decent draft pick last year. Barkley, I mean, anybody with eyes could see that he was a special talent. Um, it remains to be seen whether he'll be right or wrong about Daniel Jones, which is, I guess, how he'll be judged. But even that whole thing, he fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl after then he cuts the other MVP in the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl means about as much as, you know, Brock. And um, it, it, it's, it's like trading Beckham doesn't seem to have been a bad move. I, I do think that that injury was a significant injury, but why sign him and trade him? It's just like they're all over the place, and it doesn't make sense. And, you know, John Mara should really reassess because, it, it, you know, I said this last year that the Mara seemed to get a buy. You know, Mike Krzyzewski gets a buy. Certain people just get sure. buys, okay? Mara seemed to get a, a, a buy, but really, Besides two great runs to the Super Bowl, they have not been an overly productive or well-run franchise. No, they have absolutely not, and it's gone directly into the ground. Um, On the other side, Dallas ultimately goes and pays Ezekiel Elliott, as we all expected them to do. He wasn't his normal self, but I think he will be soon. I was very impressed with Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator for Dallas. It was very, very easy for them yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, again, I listened to Sean O'Hara on uh, the NFL pregame show, sure, and and he— you know, Sean O'Hara is great, and, and he created this very optimistic picture for the Giants at how they had cohesive, and you were absolutely hopeful, and you listened to it, and then you actually thought about it with your brain, okay? And you, you said, you know, football is won at the point of attack, and Dallas's defensive line is better than the Giants' offensive line, which is their most improved part of, of, of the team. And the Giants' defensive line and linebackers may be the worst in football. Oh, they're awful. They may be the worst in football. Um, There is just not a named person in that entire unit that would start for a good team. Um, Maybe young with potential, you know, again, but, you know, as Casey Stingle once said, he's 22 in 10 years. He has a chance to be 32. So, you you know, those things were obviously – how are you going to win football games? Manning wasn't bad yesterday, but again, the problem with playing Manning is that the Giants' perception, this is what I will say of any sports franchise, the Giants' perception of themselves and their reality is more more off than any other franchise in, in any major league sport. Their perception is that they're two players away from a Super Bowl, and the perception of everybody else, not so much, is that their talent pool is in the bottom eighth of the NFL. I wouldn't even say the bottom quarter. It's very hard to rebuild while maintaining a, a trying to compete. It's not easy to do. That's why most teams don't even bother to try. The Giants and Gettleman and John Mara have this false notion and this false ability that they think they could do it. They can't. They're slightly pregnant. I mean, and, and, and that's a biological impossibility. And again, you know, it would be great to send Eli Manning, who I'm a big fan of, to Jacksonville, give him a, a, a real shot. Because Eli has shown if all the parts are around him, he can conduct the orchestra. Sure. The, the problem is 
the Giants need 35 to 40 points a game, or they need basically to be able to control the clock completely and then hope that the quarterback on the other team throws an interception or they get a penalty so they can keep the lead because their defense could not stop anybody. So even if they got ahead, you know, the worst thing that happened to them yesterday was scoring the first touchdown. Yeah. Okay? Because then Dallas picked it up and threw the ball. Whereas if you would have just let Dallas do dictate the tempo, they would have ran the ball down their throat and they would have taken more time and the score might have been closer. You, know, you could talk about dictating tempo, but the Giants ran the ball 11 times yesterday. That is the strength of their football team. That is them. They didn't run the ball. And then times. on the biggest play of the game, they give it to Eli Penny. That was one of the biggest plays in the game, giving it to Elijah Penny. The other one, you had Eli roll out. Roll out they, to the right they, side. Three times they, they did that. And, he, he, you know, that was actually, you know, it's hard to say when you get blown out that it's a turning point. But up until that game time, it was a football th- game. And remember, there was a penalty that would have given the Giants a first down, and they said they had the timeout. Then they go fast, and they run that motion play. And Eli doesn't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, even though he's outside the pocket, and they called the intentional grounding on him. Yep. And that was Giants have to punt, takes him out of field goal range, and their field goal kicker may be the best player on the team. And then that's it's awful. Then, it was awful. Then, then that's well, it wasn't awful for me because it, it gave me a, a good reason to watch the Na- yeah. Nadal match you from know, the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, really see, you, you, you know, him play med. med the dev, and that was an absolutely tremendous tennis match. It was a classic. It, it, it was a classic. It was an awesome tennis match. I was able to watch. Before we go anywhere there, I think, you know, a few things. Antonio Brown. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. What do you think of all this? You're a, you're a doctor. What do you think of all this? You know, so if I'm commissioner, I'd say, A, he has to be psychologically evaluated, and I would look at all of his concussion inventories to see if there's any neurologic decline. And I think there's either two possibilities. Either he's awfully nuts or this whole thing has been staged. And both of them are somewhat troubling. Now, first of all, to all the announcers that think that he's going to buy into the, the, the New England culture and all of these things and that Bill Belichick is a therapist, you know, I, I just want to remind you that people said the same thing about Josh Gordon and he relapsed last year. Sure. Okay? If... He is really as impulsive as it seems and as far off the reservation to make an argument about a helmet that's there for safety, to have been accused of throwing furniture off a 20th floor balcony in Miami, to be accused, and again, I use the word accused because we have no idea what the truth is, of stiffing a celebrity chef that he hired Right to, to, to the Pro Bowl. Not following directions when you're in cryo. To basically miscamp and disrupt what you would seem on the surface. You know, we all thought that Gruden and Mayock would be players' coaches. This would be a, if anything, a wild situation, trying to bring back the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. If all of this stuff has been done and has been done because he thinks that this is normal behavior, I think people have to recognize that mental illness and impulsiveness are not by choice. When people act out, you know, again, they apologize, and they say, okay, we're going to do But if it's a recurring pattern, or these things would be easier to treat. So if it is real, Bill Belichick can't solve it. Right. It is a possibility that all of this has been faked to basically push the envelope that he knew he had something in his back pocket, and this is kind of like a immature Anthony Davis situation. You know, one or two type of possibilities. He's either off the reservation or there was an opportunity that he wanted, both of which are somewhat troubling. Antonio Brown, you've seen two different minds of thought with this. One, he's lost his mind legitimately, not even just in the euphemism. And, and Belichick ain't going to help that. No. 
The other thing, the other side is that he's a genius. That he didn't want to play for Oakland, got his guaranteed money, and said, well, fine. And then when they took his guaranteed money away, he was done. He was going to find a spot that will give him guaranteed money. And he orchestrated this entirely. It reminds me, and I apologize for doing this, of when things go very, very right for President Trump, and people go, wow, he's playing chess while the media is playing checkers, and everyone gives him all this credit. And if he did it, he's a genius. But if he didn't, he kind of stumbled into something. And that's what I feel like Antonio Brown did. With this helmet thing, he stumbled into it. And he got an endorsement out of it. If he stumbled into it and he's truly crazy, it will come out in New England. No doubt. Okay? No doubt. And if Belichick will put up with the crap. Well, if he buys into the culture, then he was staging it. Because, you, you know, you just can't control mental illness. Mm-hmm. We all think that people can be talked out of things or mm-hmm. this and that. And we all seem to be disappointed because it's, it's a real medical phenomenon. And it's hard to medicate athletes and things like that. So his behavior seems basically unpredictable, impulsive, and irrational. And I don't think, you know, this is just like you take the problem kid. He behaves very well with his grandparents. As time goes on... The issues don't change when you change the supervision, and they manifest itself. No doubt about it. And if they don't manifest, this has all been staged. Well, look at this. We did this already. He went to Oakland, and it manifested himself with a different general manager, with a different head coach, surrounded by a different quarterback. And 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 it manifested itself. You have to be concerned that there's something going on. And again, it, 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 it should be that if the commissioner cares about integrity, other than only what the hot-button topic is on ESPN and, and, and um, the, the shows, there should be more to the policy than just domestic violence. There sure. are other things that people can do wrong in this world besides domestic violence. So to me, it would seem like we should be reviewing his concussion inventories to see if there's a change because I am sure each NFL player gets a battery of tests each year so they know what their baseline is. Sure. And it may still be above a certain level, but if there's been a cognitive decline in the last few years, that's something that should be documented and looked at, as well as he should be evaluated from a mental health perspective before he's allowed to play for New England. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I, I totally agree. Now, things will not necessarily manifest itself immediately. Like if he's ready to go this Sunday and things go great, it's possible. But sooner or later, he'll get frustrated. I mean, you could point to a guy like uh, a Chad Ochocinco that came to New England in the latter stage of his career and he shut up. wasn't nearly the same player that he was, but he, but he shut up. And Randy Moss went to New England and he shut up. When Antonio Brown did the same... He could, but or if it's in, in the mental health issue, he can't. E- yes, but each of those guys was, uh, you know, none of these situations is exactly the same. Randy Moss was, had to play at Marshall because of things that occurred yes. in, in his high school and was somewhat aloof, somewhat lazy, but I don't remember him pushing and being this impulsive and the number of these type of flare-ups, and certainly I don't remember him not dressing for the most important game right. of the season. Um, Chad Ochocinco, the original, uh, I think it was Moore, was his original name was... Uh, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, Johnson, yeah. yeah. Chad Johnson was a self-promoter, mm-hmm. and as his career went down, he became a little bit less of a self-promoter, more of a diva. But again, I don't remember these type of off-the-field type things and this level of impulsivity. Um, I would almost call Ochocinco in the Beckham type family. Okay. More so than... All right, well, where does, where does Terrell Owens fit in this? 
I think Terrell Owens is in the Becca Diva family. I don't know about it. But he shows up every single week and plays. So he has, but he had many, many problems, I think, with with mental health, right? I mean, with with teammates, especially. With teammates, sure. But to this day, remember, he didn't show up to his own Hall of Fame ceremony because he felt disrespected, right? Like, that's a a weird thing. Yeah, he he clearly has. There was that report. Paranoia. There was that report of something that he, you know, may or may not have tried to hurt himself on his driveway. I mean, there's something there. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he, he certainly has. You know who they also talk about has a, a lot of emotional demons that he's come public? Um, Jimmy I, McMahon. I, well, I was thinking Charles Haley. Sure. Charles sure. Haley um, has been. There's a significant amount, and Charles Haley's been open about it, but something's off the reservation with Antonio Brown, or this is all staged. Those are the only two possibilities. That it's a lot to be, stage. It's a lot to stage. That, that, that could be. Um, however, I, it, it, it gives everybody else in the world another reason to root against New England. So I think you have to be a Kansas City Chief fan. Because sure. New, England, New, sure. England's, New England's first real game of the season could be the AFC Championship. Could be. Could be. I believe they don't, I mean, face, I believe they don't face a, a team that made the playoffs last season, the first well, eight weeks of the well, season. Well, they have the NFC East. Uh, the, the NFC East, mm-hmm. and I think they play... Um, what the, they play the AFC, AFC. I think they play the the, the Steelers division. Do they? Do they? I mean, they could have. They, well, they didn't finish in the same spot. You're right. So they, they definitely play the AFC North. They say they play yeah. the AFC North. So they they right away. If you think about it, they should have six wins in their division. Okay, they have the Giants in Washington. That's eight. Yep. That's Cincinnati. One, that's nine. One last night. And they that's already the Steelers, beat that's Pittsburgh. 10. That's ten yep. already. And and then then they should be favored against Baltimore. They should be favored against Cleveland. And they're always going to be favored, right? They're always going to be favored unless they're in Kansas City. Um, I could see them being being an underdog in Philadelphia, wherever that game is, and I could see them being a pick in Dallas with that game, where that game is, depending on how those teams are playing this year. I think Dallas and Philadelphia are both pretty good, actually. We'll see. We'll see what happens, obviously, with the Patriots. And I don't know where those games are at the top of my head. A couple of major uh, injuries of note yesterday. Tyreek Hill went down very, very early for the Broken Kansas City arm, Chiefs. Right? Uh, shoulder. He had a, dislo- a dislocation of the shoulder. And they, 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 that could be – it really just depends on grade. Uh, it could be. It, say, could, it said it, it's pretty significant. Um, he's not expected back, and he's, he's not expected back quite yet. I mean, for a few weeks here. Yeah, he could be out for six, eight weeks. It depends if the labor is stable or not, or he could be, you know, if it pops back in place sooner. But it, it's a, that's a tough injury for a receiver. And then you also have the fact that Nick Foles hurts his shoulder, goes on injured reserve. We talked about this before the show began. Jacksonville now starting a six-round rookie. Yes. I and traded for Josh Dobbs, who's also completely unproven. Um, let's think: Is there anybody that recently retired? There's always a veteran, right? There's always like a Josh Johnson out there that could do it. Yeah, but I, I think again, I, I, I said this before. I, I think that if the Giants were smart, I would turn to Eli and say. Where we thought we were going to be, yep. we're really not there. The defense is behind. If you want us to make the call, we'll make the call. And we're gonna if we feel that we're not gonna be competitive, which I think they'll be behind at halftime of the Buffalo game. I, I told you that I thought that Daniel Jones makes his appearance half after halftime of the Buffalo. I guess I was wrong. He mopped up yesterday. Um if you tell Eli we're going to probably go early because we need a boost in the arm to see where we are at and we've probably over-evaluated and, and we want the defense and the offense to arrive at the same time, mm-hmm. would you like us to make the call? I, 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 that's what I would do. I would do it today. Never. They will never, never happen. They will never do it because, again, they have no perception of where they're really at. Never. It's, it's embarrassing. Do they beat Buffalo at home next week? I don't know. They're not favored. They're dogs at home. If they lose to Buffalo at home, 
you know, you, I know they have a relatively easy schedule at the beginning, but you can just forget about the season. And the Giants have not made it out the of Jet, September. The, the Jets fell at home in the same stadium to the Buffalo Bills yesterday. Yeah. Losing a, blowing a 16 to nothing lead, Doc. Well, forget about that. They were up 6 nothing with four turnovers in the first half. Yes, they were. Okay. And um, I, I guess it's time to slow up the truck of sending Sam Donald to Canton. I believe it might be. Um, it, what's amazing to me is that Sam Donald has been everything he was at USC. Shows you glimmers, and you think he's going to be great, and then, you, you know, as soon as you get encouraged, he brings you back to reality. I, and I don't know if that's going to change over the course of his career. And I don't know if the people evaluating him truly see that or they just like him so much. Seems to be like a really likable, looks the part, plays the part, but he makes the same mistakes for the Jets that he made at USC. We'll see. A lot of season left. I don't want to make declarations after, after game I one. I agree with you. You know, I agree with you, but... The Eagles got down 17 nothing. came all the way back. I thought that was a, big, a nice statement by them. Okay, but that's a good question. Do you see Donald being as good as Carson Wentz? I want to say yes, I do. But Carson Wentz had a better rookie year than Sam Darnold and obviously made the leap. Carson Wentz was fantastic bringing his team back. Does Sam Darnold have the weapons? Does he have the offensive line? Their offensive line is awful. Yes, that's true. But he also, he also looked, what I was watching, I watched the entire first half of that game. Um, he seemed to be holding the ball too long. He, 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 he sure. se- seemed to be trying to make the big play um, and rather than just get rid of it when nothing's there. But by the way, Jamison Crowder made a big difference. And, and Le'Veon Bell looks, just looked absolutely fine. Le'Veon Bell looked great. Ty Montgomery was not a factor in this game after being a major factor throughout the preseason. Le'Veon Bell, didn't, Le'Veon Bell did not leave the field for the New York Jets yesterday, over 100 yards, and of course the touchdown and two-point conversion. And it's amazing that they can't find anybody to kick. Isn't it amazing? There's a mil- like what go go bring in Carly Lloyd, huh? What about what about the the Chicago Bears? I mean, it, it, it's the 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 kicking thing is just absolutely amazing. And, and and you know the Giants kickers turned out to be fantastic. Alter Roses is great. He's absolutely great. But again, these are the things that I would actually look at. Like if I could get a. Like, later in the season, if I could get a third-round draft pick for Altrick Roses, for a team that really needs a kicker. No one's going to get a third-round pick for a kicker. You might if you're— if, if Third-round pick for a kicker? Look at how they've killed people. If you can find somebody, if the Jets can't find somebody, if you're in the hunt, if you're in the hunt, you don't want to lose like that. And it's it's cost me- Minnesota. It's cost San Diego. I'm not saying right now. I'm just saying as you get down to it and you're one of these teams— how many games? I mean, I know San Diego. Go, go figure it out. Spinatieri misses everything, and San Diego wins. It's usually the opposite. Usually, San Diego doesn't have anybody. Oh, I mean, uh, Los Angeles. Chargers. Sorry, the Chargers talking. About, yeah, yeah Spinatieri missed three kicks yesterday. Yeah. Still, it's still San Diego in my old mind. Okay. You know, Los, the Los Angeles Chargers. But Spinatieri was terrible yesterday, and he's been at least. You, th- you would think his range would go, but not his accuracy. Weird. We it was all from one side of the field. Too. It was very, very strange yesterday for Spinatieri, who, by the way. Major credit goes to the offensive line with the Indianapolis Colts, who had Marlon Mack have a monstrous game for them yesterday. Jacoby Brissett, overtime, good team in the AFC West and the Chargers. Very impressive job of the Colts. A lot of people say Indianapolis has great personnel top to bottom in, in that we haven't talked about the luck retirement because we haven't been on the year. I mean, yeah. um, I think the luck, first of all, as everybody has said, it wouldn't surprise us if he, if he comes back and plays. It would surprise me. It would surprise yes. you? I don't think so. I, I think he was he, he he loves football. He just doesn't like the rehab. He's a brilliant kid. There's, he he stayed in Stanford for the extra year. Mm-hmm. He comes from a very comfortable family. His father was the athletic director at West Virginia, now running the XFL. He's obviously done really well. And 
I think that he likes a lot of things, and he just didn't feel well. I think if he feels fine in a year or two, that he may rethink about it. But then again, if he came back, it, it, you'd have to look at it as a one-year commitment each time. And I don't think he wants to take a lifetime risk. I just don't think he wants to wake up as an uh, 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 orthopedic cripple. I get it. And he doesn't need it. He does not need football. He got what he needed out of football. When he rehabs, he goes into a very, very dangerous place in his mind. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want that. And so he left. It's interesting. It, it, do you... This was always what people were concerned with. Well, I don't know if he'll ever get there with Josh Rosen. Do they love football enough to feel the pain? That's exactly what they said about Josh Rosen. Now, Luck took a beating. He never played like that on the field at all. He took an absolute beating. He, was the t- he used to hit linebackers straight on. He was actually really, really perhaps the toughest or as tough a quarterback that it, as I've ever seen, you know, taking people on full, full speed ahead. Who do you like tonight? Tonight, you got two games. We got Denver and Oakland later, but first, better game, the Houston Texans, New Orleans Saints. That starts soon, right? Right. I think seven o'clock. I think it's interesting. If you asked me, I think that Drew Brees looked like his arm was slightly shot in the playoffs. He had a trouble throwing the deep ball. But I think the Saints have a Great team, great system. And I think that although the deals that they made may have been stupid in the long mm-hmm. run, mm-hmm. in the short run, it helps the team. It helps the team. And I think that they have a narrow window. They don't have a general manager. They have a coach that has to win. It's put up or shut up. They were pretty good at the end of last year. I think they're the favorites in their division, Houston. But this is... Really a tough place to play. So you, you, it, usually the Saints don't lose at home, especially the first week of the season. But it's plus six and a half. I would take the points. Take the if, points. I, if, I I was, if I was gambling, I would take the points. I agree. And I would definitely take Denver in the second game. I think Oakland's a mess. It, 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 that, I, I, I hope they come out and play, but you have to think that that team is just a mess right now. The, the Gruden thing, they're young They've lost so much talent in the last year. They put a lot of faith in Antonio Brown being able to spread the field for them. I just don't see it. What do you think? Or do you think, think they rally behind and this is win one for the Gipper? I think they can, but I don't think they have the talent to. That, I don't think That's so That's the either. problem. I think they want to, and I think they can get off to a hot start in the first quarter. And then the talent kind of wins out. And I think Denver's going to be a lot on that offensive line with Von Miller. Vic Fangio is a very good defensive guy. Uh, well, he, he gets his first chance as a head coach here. I think they don't have enough. And ultimately, I think Denver wins. The it. return of Joe Flacco. That's right. Joe Flacco has a lot to play for. Lamar Jackson lit up fantasy yesterday like no one could believe. But I think it, Lamar Jackson people, was amazing yesterday. Smart people played him because they were going against the Dolphins. Sure. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson, five touchdowns. How about this? He only rushed three times yesterday, Doc. I thought it was six. He rushed three times. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought they had six, six runs in, in the game. But, hey, it, it, and they have give, well, it was a good week for John Harborough and a terrible week for Jim, as is Michigan by the, the slimmest of margins. Almost goes down to West Point, the Army. That was crazy. I, I mean, unbelievable that Army's missing a field goal in regulation. Now, you knew once it went to overtime that Army was, was, was overmatched. But um, it, it, that, how devastating would that have been to lose in the big house to a service academy? It would have been shockingly... Embarrassing. But how about those Terps with 69? Come on, let's go! <laughs> how about those Terps? Not only that, they, 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 they get your favorite number, and they could have even scored more. Are they, are they this good? Are no. They, are they a real player in the Big Ten now? No. Does anybody have to be worried about going into Maryland, or is the ACC just overrated besides Clemson? They're overrated besides Clemson, but take it when we got it, Doc. Take it now on to tennis. Let's go. We have had... 
two absolutely classic matches. Maryland Terrapins ranked this week. How about that, Doc? Number 24. Number 21. There it goes. The Hurricanes lost to North Carolina. I mean, Clemson basically, the ACC is really. Clemson and everybody else. Really Clemson and everybody else. I, I mean, Miami and Florida State, which used to be their competition, seemed to. Florida State had to go to overtime to beat University of Louis, Louisiana Monroe. An issue. I think it's an issue. I, I was going to apply for the head coaching job. For, I, I, that would have opened up that. Oh night. yeah, how that worked out for you? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I, I think it would be problematic recruiting in Florida against the the Gators, uh, and Alabama. But on to tennis. So Nadal with an absolutely phenomenal final. Medvedev plays his butt off after losing two sets, and maybe he's the player that comes up that we've been waiting for that I thought would be theme was Averis to to play with the big three. But Nadal wins his 19th Grand Slam. And one of the great debates, Serena loses, by the way, um, on the other side, is who is the greatest male tennis player of all time? We had it on the show previously, and I was on the Federer side. Well, so here are some of the things anti-Federer. Come on. Uh, they, 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 they. So Federer has 20 Grand Slams. Um, the issue that I would have with Federer is that the knock on Nadal is that he's been dominant on clay this whole against Federer. Ridiculously dominant. Now, I, first of all, I think clay is the truest surface. And to be told, they've slowed down Wimbledon and slowed down the U.S. Open make it so that it's less just about the serve and more about playing tennis. Both Nadal and Federer grew up on clay. So it would be one thing if Nadal dominated Pete Sampras, who grew up on hard courts. Mm -hmm. But I think it's different when they both grew up on clay. Nadal's overall record against Federer is 24-16. and Federer has a losing career record against Nadal and Djokovic. Can you call somebody in an individual sport who has a losing record against the two other competitors the greatest player of all time? And now he's only one major off. And <laughs> now he's, only, now one he's only one major. What's Nadal's record against Joker? Djokovic has a winning record against Nadal. He does. He does. So, I, so he's got a winning closer. record. So he's got a winning record against both of them. He, Djokovic has a winning record against both of them. How many majors does he have? 14? Djokovic has 16. 16. I, I think. So it's Nadal with 20, if I'm right. Um, I mean, excuse me, Federer with 20, Nadal with 19, Djokovic with 16. Mm -hmm. Nadal has won the U.S. Open four times. Mm -hmm. He's won Wimbledon twice. That's six. Mm -hmm. He's won Australia once. Seven. Which is seven. Nine, and nine times the French Open. What? Well, nine, nine times? He's won the French 12. Doesn't add up. Uh, 12 plus 7 is 19. I thought, hold on. Let's see if I Four. got it. I got it here. Once the Australian Open, two Wimbledon, that's, that's three. three. Four, Four seven. Yeah, 12. 12. You're, you're, okay. you're absolutely right. And, and, and I believe Federer has won Wimbledon six times. I don't know. Hold on. I can get that up. Federer has won Wimbledon six times. He's only won the French once. Correct. Oh, nine. When Nadal, I believe, didn't play. He won Wimbledon eight times. Eight times, yeah. Eight times, yeah. Yeah. So his, his dominance has been on, on, on grass. Um, and as I said, Nadal and Djokovic both have a winning record against him. And I don't discount the dominance on clay, which is the truest struck, uh, surface for shot makers, Especially because Federer grew up on clay. If he, if you told me that Federer grew up in California, hard surface, and then he's adapting to the clay, be much more like Pete Sampras. It's a different game, more serve and volley. You don't want the ball to come up as high, but that's not where Federer grew up. He grew up in Switzerland playing on clay. I'm coming over, man. I'm coming over to that side. The more I look into it, the more I read it, right? Like, my brain tells me, my heart, I should say, 
tells me Federer. Because that's where I grew up. And I just remember Well, Federer. he's been great so long. Correct. So when I was growing up, Federer just comes on the scene. And he's just so dominant. For that time, really, from 2003 to 2010 or so, right? Like, he is so dominant during that period. And I remember Nadal as his up-and-comer. And I remember Joker was in my head as the third guy. Like, it was always those three, and Joker was third, Nadal was two, and Federer was one. And that, for some reason, I leave, like, the last 10 years out of it. But I, well, It's not even the last 10 years, because Nadal, in 2008, and what, before this year was considered the greatest match ever, beats Federer at Wimbledon. Right. And he's always beaten him at the French Open. Obviously. And, I, you know, right now, Federer really can't win the French Open. But can't do Na- it. But Nadal really can win on the hard surface. That's a good point. So Isn't Joker better than both of them? He could be at his best. He could be at his best. Um, he, he, he covers so much court, but... Why can't Nadal win in Australia? I, it, it's a hard surface. I, I think he's just, Nadal just takes more repetition and trains for the clay sur- surface. So by the end of the year, he, Nadal doesn't, even if you watch last night, Nadal, for a, he has a phenomenal serve and his uncle made him a lefty so that he could hit the slice serve and take you off the court. But the number of aces and service winners that he gets is a much lower number yeah. than most of these, these yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. And Australia's probably the fastest, a little bit faster of a hard surface, which promotes... And Djokovic actually is a probably a, a little bit stronger server than Nadal, but mm-hmm. that's not the strength of his game, which is, is really interesting. I, I just don't think he gets enough free points on the serves... And then the weather bears him down, and he's not yet in great, great shape. I think it's something along along those 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 lines because sometimes they're playing ninety to one hundred degrees down there, and the amount of RPM that that Nadal puts on the ball honestly has never been seen. Now there are people duplicating it, like Medvedev and 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 um, these other kids, Bakasavelli hits the ball an absolute ton. And there was a great article in the New York Times about how the grips have changed and how Nadal has brought the hand more underneath the racket. So when, when, when I was growing up, people like Pete Sampras basically played with what was called an Eastern grip, and, and that was a grip that really made serving and volleying, and you could hit the most strokes without rotating your racket. Federer has moved, I mean, even Federer is more of a, you know, Eastern to semi-Western. Nadal has moved the grip over to a heavy Western and hits the ball with more RPM than anybody's ever seen and has changed the game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then that's the way the junior's coming up. And the, 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 the speed he puts on the ball is just, the, the spin is just unbelievable. Tennis. Is tennis trending upward or downward as a sport? I think slowly upward as golf is going way downward, but never to the trajectory. Um, it's, it's, it's an event. It's nothing that anybody follows outside the U.S. Open and, and Wimbledon. But I, I found, and it may be the social circles that I keep, that word of mouth was spreading about, hey, Nadal's not going to win in straight sets. Just like on Saturday, people there was a buzz that Serena was going to lose, yeah. and, and Serena came back. Um, we talked about Wimbledon, how you're with your dad trying to buy a tuxedo, tuxedo and yeah. people were talking about it, and, yeah. and, and 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 you go 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 to watch it. Um, I I think it's solid. Um, Does it need the American? Obviously, that would the male American because we've had female American. Um, it would obviously help, but I, I, I think Nadal crosses over. Okay. I mean, just across the street, we see the big poster of Nadal mm-hmm. over here. Nadal has you know, got so much swagger on the court wearing his tank top. I think he crosses over. Better is considered a sophisticated European, but I think Nadal really crosses over. If we had an American star, he would have to be likable. Mm-hmm. He'd have to be charismatic. Just being American 
even if Sam Query could come, I, I he, he just has no personality. Isner is the same way, but maybe they don't have any personality because they have no chance of getting past the quarterfinals. But that, that's that's a different story. We 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 need somebody who who had the swagger of an Agassi or a Nadal. We got a baseball here before we wrap up, Doc. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think of the Red Sox firing Dave Dombrowski today? A um, year, not even a year, year after, after they won a championship. I thought it was, I, I read it as I came out of the operating room, and I thought it was really, really weird. Yeah. Now, it, 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 it's, this goes to the conversation that we had um, about Brian Cashman, whether your goal is to win the World Series or your goal is to maintain your assets. Now, one possibility in looking at this is, do you hire, let's say you and I have a startup, and we had a developmental CEO that took us through development, but we said, you know what, he's not the greatest marketing guy we're better off of getting somebody in here that's done better niche marketing. I want to hire the guy yep. from Lululemon okay. that basically has made women pay $100 for polyester. Okay, I want to hire somebody who, who's done a great job in retail and marketing because they're the marketing guy. The development guy, we're going to treat him really well, but that's not his, his best thing is to go on to another startup and, and do, 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 do that. Um, it is either a selfish what-have-you-done-for-me-lately decision or a decision that Dombrowski was brought in to put the finishing touches on a World Series team mm -hmm. and how they overspend, they're in financial hell, they have to break it down, and they want more of a development CEO going back to what you just said. Mm -hmm. You can't be competitive while you rebuild. While you rebuild. Right. And they, they, they might want somebody who is willing to divest of the assets. They, they might have had a difference of opinion, and they may want to say, okay, we had a nice run. It's time to divest of our assets. We're going to keep Devers. We're going to keep Bogarts. Maybe we're going to keep Betts and Sign, and we want to divest those assets because I think what they're looking at is not only did they lose this year to the Yankees, but here's where Cashim's, right? The Yankees are built for the next five years, mm -hmm. and the Red Sox are just not. Right. So they may look at Dombrowski being trying to stay competitive, and they need a different type of personality. If they made that decision with that type of calculation, I tip my hat to them because I think you're better off being proactive, and this goes to exactly the point where I, where, where, what I was saying before. You can fool the world, but you can't fool yourself. You can call a press conference, make a, create a feel-good story, but you have the inside information about your talent, and if you can objectively look at it, and this is what I think Belichick has done better than anybody else, is that he's objectively assessed his talent without emotion and realized who was expendable and who was not and who was superlative and who was not without the fluff. And I think most other people get involved with the fluff and they have the most ac accurate information about their own players and sometimes they lose that objectivity. And if the Red Sox were honest with themselves and they felt he wasn't the right guy to break it down and build it back up again, hats off to them. He is Dr. Mitchell Roslin. This is a... Uh all-encompassing edition of the program today. From NFL to the PGA, we've got Major League Baseball in there, little mental health conversation, too. Am I going to get a nasty letter from Federer's agent, who's a great player? Uh, you know, please, I, don't think, I, think, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think you're right. This has been a fantastic show. Uh, of course, check out all of our other episodes on, on demand here on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. All you got to do is search for Doc Shot. So before we go, we have two great games in New York next week. We should go Monday night after we do this show to see Baker Mayfield. Is it Baker Mayfield? Odell's yeah, return? Odell's return. Maybe he'll give you the watch as a wedding present. Oh, yeah? You think yeah, so? Yeah. 
Or maybe you should ask, aren't you, you know, in Jewish circles, aren't we supposed to get watches from our spouse's family? That's what I've been told. I, 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 I'm going to send a note. Send a note to Odell. I'm going to send a note to your fiance's family that you need Odell's watch. That's what I want, exactly. Yeah. Then we all have, then everybody will be broke, so it'll be great. <laughs> and, and you have the Giants Buffalo. So yeah, Buffalo. You're playing, playing Josh Allen in your, in, your, uh, in your fantasy league? I have Josh Allen. He will be in my lineup next week. <laughs> Absolutely. So what do you think the final scores on those are? How about that? Cleveland Browns, by the way, getting shellacked this week. You know, again, I told you that, you, you know, what did I tell you? The team that all, the Redskins always won the offseason. Yeah, every what, year. Uh, uh, okay. Every year. Redskins always won the offseason. And, and, and one thing about football, which makes it hard to predict, is that it really, your stars have to play well, but you really need the depth. And when you see the teams that win, it's always the guys that you haven't heard of that step up and play above their heads. And, the team that usually wins the offseason, the ones that glitter the headlines, and that, you know, Mike and the Mad, at least to call Mike and the Mad Dog, that's the greatest move, never usually win in the regular season. Very, very rarely. The Cleveland Browns obviously not off to a great start. I think that I think the Giants will win on Sunday. I think the Giants will win on score. Sunday. Uh, the score will be 28-24. 28-24. If I'm the Giants, I play that game really wide open and try to score as many points as I possibly can. You have no choice. Your defense sucks. Exactly. But, again, their attitude about doing that is to try to keep the defense off the field. And I will tell you that Buffalo's front four and front seven is very, very good. Okay. And if the Giants try to do that, I don't think they're going to be able to walk up and down the field against Buffalo. I think they're going to have to make big plays, and this team seems resistant to doing that. And, you know, I think Sterling Shepard may be out. He is. He has a concussion. We'll see if he has time to get back on Sunday for the Jets. What about Monday night? I think Baker Mayfield gets healthy. Baker Mayfield gets healthy. Odell Beckham gets his. And Cleveland Browns send the Jets to 0-2. Is that what you're saying? I would guess so. I mean, they beat him in Cleveland last year. That's right. I, 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 I think the Jets are better because of Le'Veon Bell. But I think they may be worse defensively. I, I, I don't think people should be fooled by the shutout at halftime with Four bad turnovers, and I think it really was important that they couldn't stop them in the fourth quarter. Now everybody's nominating C.J. Mosley for the Hall of Fame and saying it's because he went out, right. but I, I, I'm sure he had something to do with it, but I, I just also think it's the Jets being the Jets. J-E-T-S, baby. <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. He's Dr. Mitchell Roslin. I am Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching listening to Doc Jock here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Good night.